we have been always eating meat and drinking milk it's been since their since our ancient times so uh, my question to you is uh, is our uh, is animal liberation or a vegan movement consistent with the ancient times of our land there are a few myths that need to be dispelled yes man has had the inclination and the capacity to eat meat since a very very long time but even when man was in the jungle he was primarily a herbivore and this is born out by scientific analysis of the fossils being dug out and many other kinds of equally rigorous scientific evidences it is obvious that for the inhabitant of the jungle the hunter gatherer it is far easier to pluck a fruit than to chase and catch an animal and then kill it and then eat it so it is a myth that our ancient ancient forefathers were all carnivores they did have meat when it was probably available and that is likely to have been quite sporadic so man comes actually from a primarily vegetarian herbivore background the argument that man has always been a meat eater needs to be studied and refuted the current splurge in meat eating is not more than 200 years old it came along with industrialization and the popularization of thought that it is meat alone that can provide for protein or calcium or many other 
important nutrients to the body. It was obviously a highly unscientific belief, but it got popularized. Now, since the last 30, 40, 50 years, as we are progressing, there is tons of scientific data to conclusively prove that not only are we not historically prolific meat eaters, but also that meat eating or milk consumption has a highly deleterious effect on the human body. But then this data is now fighting against a huge mountain of habit and vested financial interests. You know of the size of the global meat industry, you know of the size of animal agriculture. They are one of the biggest industries on the face of this planet. So now even as it becomes known that probably mankind took a wrong dietary turn quite recently, just around 200 years back, in opting for a primarily meat-based diet, yet the momentum of the last two centuries is making it difficult for most people to correct their mistake. And of course, added to that is the, uh, is the heft of the meat industry the financial power, the political power they uh, possess, the kind of control over media that they have, and all the levers that they can pull. Hmm? So that is there. First thing is, uh, so a lot of people, like, so first my, first my question is like, uh, I, I do understand there's mountains of evidence which uh, proves the claim. Uh, but there have been uh, lobbies, groups, or say there have been contradictory scientific research, which now and then make headlines. Uh, say, uh, for example, uh, we have been carnivore. Uh, so it was recently on the Times of India. We have evolved as a carnivore, and other uh, other heading being um, uh, meat is not as unhealthy as we see. So, I mean, I do understand, say, from past, past 40, 50 years, there have been mountains of evidences, but say, uh, now and then, uh, there are some evidences which contradict the claim, so which make people believe uh, that there is a kind of confusion within the scientific community. So, what do you have to say on that? 40s, 50s, right into the 60s, in the last century, it was still being upheld that cigarette smoking keeps you vital and active and 
it was a popular belief that cigarette smoking specifically among men is a driver of masculinity as well when it started becoming becoming evident that cigarette smoking has a whole range of very very harmful effects when cancer cases started piling up then the tobacco industry started sponsoring lot of so called scientific reports that would say that there is nothing wrong with tobacco and that cigarettes are not at all harmful for human beings and they kept up the propaganda for another 10 20 years almost till the end of 70s they kept trying it till it became ridiculously impossible for them to keep pressing on with their claims so why will they not do it their money is at stake greed can make man do anything greed can make man present any kind of pseudo scientific evidence which is nothing but blatant cheating and lying most of the reports that still try to defend meat consumption are sponsored by groups having vested interests take the case of climate change as well that climate change is happening and there is a clear scientific basis for it was evident not today but even four decades back but then the fossil fuel industry kept sponsoring report after report that said firstly that there is no climate change then they said oh there probably is climate change but it does not have to do with human activity global warming they said is not anthropogenic even today they come up with something or the other that would confuse the population that's their objective to not let it become certain absolutely certain conclusively and finally certain that climate change is happening and man is responsible for it if you can instill some doubt in the mind of the compulsive cigarette smoker regarding whether or not cigarettes are harmful you have given him a lease of fresh hope he will say you know it is not yet quite proven that cigarettes are harmful so i feel licensed and entitled to continue with my cigarettes till a final proof is established that's the 
little ray of hope that the addicted and the greedy mind needs you know the issue has to be closed sealed and stamped it is final that meat eating is stupid from all kinds of reasons and they will not let that final conclusion arrive soon it will arrive just as it arrived in the case of cigarette smoking just as it finally had to be accepted by the tobacco industry that cigarette smoking is highly injurious today you see on cigarette packs hmm not only is there a warning but there is a gruesome warning hmm there is that terrible face cancer struck it was unimaginable that the tobacco industry would agree to it four decades back today they have had to agree because now there is popular scientific consensus but they agreed only after claiming millions of lives by spreading misinformation hmm same with climate change now everybody is coming around to agree that yes there is climate change and climate change is due to human activity but they are trying to delay the inevitable they are trying to delay that there would be ultimately a consensus that is also what the meat industry is trying now 50 years back it was the tobacco industry two decades back and still it is the fossil fuel industry and we have the meat industry which will continue definitely with its propaganda and lies right till the end of uh, the next decade maybe they will evidently have to agree and submit but then by that time they would have caused just too much and probably irreversible damage hmm? the thing is to speed in the process the thing is to bring it more swiftly and more deeply into the popular consciousness that what meat eating really is good ji moving to next question so my next question is on dairy so what do you feel is the best approach to bring awareness about the cruelties of dairy industry given that most indians are heavily reliant and unaware of the realities uh, which go in the dairy industry social media simple answer if social media can be used to spread all kinds of mischief hmm, elections are being won and lost on social media right you know of the e-commerce 
volumes now. So much is happening on the internet. Then the social media is the best means to demonstrate the horrors of the meat industry uh, to the world. Right? Today you have trends and trolls. Anything can go viral overnight. You need dedicated people who can bring these things out. You need videos and gruesome videos. Hmm? You need to promote them. You need to pin them. You need to frequently circulate and broadcast them. Hmm? And more and more people need to do that. Because the meat eater is a self-deluder. You cannot eat meat without firstly lying to yourself. He will not want to know what the reality of meat consumption is. He will not want to know how animals are kept and how they are slaughtered. He will not know what the conditions of milch cattle are. Hmm? He'll just want to happily and blissfully in complete ignorance consume packaged meat or packaged milk or milk products. It has to be shown to him what is it that he is really putting in his mouth. From where is it coming? What is the process? Hmm? It is not a factory product. It is not uh, coming from a conveyor belt. Hmm? It is life. And you must see what that life has to go through and how that life ends just to satisfy your taste buds. So, uh, uh, I think a lot of change can happen if just the reality of the animal farms hmm, can be um, brought to people. Obviously, that will not have an effect on everyone because there are people who have uh, reached stages of neurosis where they love to see blood flowing, where they actually want their meat slaughtered right in front of their own eyes. Hmm? And there are perverts who love to actually slaughter with their own hands. So we are not talking of uh, extreme cases of uh, perversion here. But the normal folk, the so-called genteels, kids, kinder folks, women, who live by some emotion, some pity, who still have not become dead, hardened and fossilized, they will be impacted, surely, when these photos and videos reach them. And if you can create that kind of 
a wave, a constituency on social media, then even the mainstream media will be forced to take it up. Hmm? Mainstream media, you know, is totally commercial. They will go where the numbers are. They will go where the viewers are. And if the viewers are in the vegan zone or the vegetarian zone, then the mainstream media will have to tilt towards that, cover that, use that for its own ends. And you need to go to schools. They are the consumers of the future. And they are the ones who are not yet fully conditioned. They are the ones you can talk to. I think any vegan movement must make the Eight plus age group, a key priority. It could even be six plus. Hmm? They are the ones who must be converted. They are the ones who must be told that it is very important to know what really is there on your plate. Hmm? So next question with respect to dairy is, uh, I recently uh, met a doctor uh, because of my fever. So when I spoke to her about uh, being a vegan, so she immediately came to me and said like, uh, what about your protein? Where I had to take my time and explain milk is not the, milk is not even close to the best source of protein or milk doesn't even have abundance of protein. So with this kind of a, uh, like lesser nutritional knowledge with the doctors and majority of the people tend to believe what doctors say. So how is that we should work? You need to then educate the doctors, you know. Simple. You might be an MBBS or an MD or a DM, but you could still be quite illiterate. You might still not have basic knowledge regarding the nutritional value of various food products. Hmm? You could have a quack graduating even from the best medical college. And you are right. So many doctors just do not know that milk or meat are, as you said, nowhere close to being the best sources of uh, protein or vitamins or, or iron or calcium, anything. In fact, there is a lot of misinformation even on vitamin B12. So, just as everybody else needs to be educated, doctors too need to be educated because the public believes the doctors. Hmm? So, so go to the doctors and tell them. Otherwise, yes, it is uh, very, very common that you go to a doctor and if you are a vegetarian, he kind of scoffs at you. Hmm? It's a very disdainful glance that he throws at you. Vegetarian? I mean, and that too you see is a relic 
of the 50s, 60s, 70s. It has gotten into the popular culture that to be big and strong, you have to have meat. Whereas this is so foolish. Have you never looked at an elephant? When you say that to be big and strong, you need to have meat, then surely you have never ever seen what an elephant looks like. Neither have you seen a horse. Not a rhinoceros. Not a gorilla or a chimpanzee. Hmm? If you believe that meat eaters are all Yes, ridiculous. There are two categories of professionals who are adept at turning even the staunchest non-meat eater to a meat eater. One the ill-read doctors to the totally illiterate fitness instructors. Young people like to have some mass on their body or they might just want to keep basic fitness. The moment they show up at a gym and if they go to a trainer and seek advice, first thing a trainer would ask is what is it that you eat? And, you are know, not having chicken? How will you build mass without chicken? Which is such a fallacy, such a fallacy. And it is not coming so much out of ill intention, but out of the fact that the fellow is ill-read. Hmm? He simply does not know the facts, so he needs to be educated. So target that constituency as well. Tell them that there is no need to turn the entire gym into a club of carnivores. There's no need. My next question about milk is, uh, uh, so in recent past, there's a huge popularity in A2 milk. So uh, it's just a milk which lacks uh, beta casein protein, or, uh, or in other words, it can be uh, the milk from a pure cow without any uh, genetic modification. So in a more Indian term, it is the milk of a desi cow. So there have been a lot of, uh, forefront spiritual leaders who have been promoting this. So I just wanted to know your take on uh, what A2 milk is all about and why it is same as the other milk. You are asking me that the milk of the desi cow, the desi guy, that is being promoted a lot in the religious circles and even in the, the, the you know, downtown cultural circles. Hmm? You are talking specifically about India? Specific to India. Specifically about India. Okay. Ah, it's, it's quite funny actually, you see. Hmm? We worship the cow and we torture it no end. Hmm? And people talk about Desi gai ka dud, desi gai ka ghee. They do not even know what they are doing. 
to the creature they call as mother. Hmm? Is this the kind of behavior you meet out to your mother, milk her, put a noose round her neck, leash her to a pole or something or to a nail and then keep milking her, artificially inseminate her. Hmm? And then leave her to her fate once she becomes old and infertile and dry. In the name of worshipping the cow, we have done great injustice to the cow. Again, you know, people need to be presented with facts and figures. People need to know that the dairy industry and the meat industry are inseparable. People think, and there are millions of such people in India, people think of meat eating as some kind of a lowly activity, it is even a taboo to many. But they think of milk, drinking milk, as something holy. So the fellow will say, I don't even touch eggs. I survive only on milk. As if milk is any less cruel a product than eggs or meat. The direct and symbiotic relationship between the milk industry, milk products industry and the meat industry is not at all clear to people. Not at all. There will be people who will be prepared to lay down their lives if they are asked to eat meat, they will say, we are prepared to get killed, but we will not take meat. I respect that sentiment. But these are the very same people who have no scruples, no qualms about gulping down liters after liters of milk and lassi and kheer and ghee and paneer and cheese. I'm not blaming them. I'm just saying they are not informed. They do not know where all the meat comes from. They do not even know that India is a big exporter, close to being the largest exporter of meat. Where is that meat coming from? People do not bother to know what happens to the cow once it stops yielding milk. Hmm? And I do not mean to say that the only injustice meted out to the cow is the one after it becomes old. Even when the cow is young, people need to go and check out what her life cycle is like. And for the sake of 
somebody who can't survive without cattle milk it's quite stupid you know there is no animal in the entire universe that needs to have milk of any creature other than its own mother man is the only one who wants to drink cow milk buffalo milk goat milk yak milk camel milk camel milk is for the camel offspring is it not buffalo's milk is for the calf so what kind of ingredients is the buffalo milk likely to have the ones that are suitable only to the buffalo calf remember those ingredients are suitable only to the calf the little calf what will those ingredients do they will quickly turn the little calf into a full grown bull is that what you want to become a bull with a huge body and very little brains that's what milk will do to you milk has nothing for you the milk that a human being needs is adequately provided only by his or her mother and once the mother stops breastfeeding that is it now the human child needs no more milk but it's such a such an such an obsession hmm and if you if you think deeply about it it's a very very perverse obsession trying to have the milk of a female of another species hmm? there is nothing holy at all about selectively using only the milk of the desi cow nothing at all it is as bad as going for any other kind of milk and going for any kind of milk is as bad as meat consumption it has to be squarely understood i know what i'm saying would shock many even offend many but it's all right facts need to be demonstrated somebody needs to speak things out so my next question uh, is is um so there are a lot of uh, religious people uh, when we meet them during outreaches so irrespective of the religion actually uh, so few people say as uh, god has put animals here uh, here to eat so few people say uh, 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 like say few people say it's been written all over our holy books our lord used to consume milk himself so this kind of uh, questions are uh, another quite ob- quite common among the religious crowd so which i do feel is irrelevant at this particular time of time but still it is being well written and well established as per their understanding in the relig- respective religious books so what is your take and why is it why should we not uh, quote everything from such religious books in this particular era all this is not because of man's respect for religion 
people who make such claims are inherently full of great disrespect for religion they use religion just to pursue their own limited petty ugly self interest and they are wild enough to mask their self interest with the holy name of religion hmm? when you say that your prophets or avatars have been shown as consuming milk then why do you selectively talk only of their milk consumption the prophets the gurus the avatars have also been shown to be doing a lot of other things why don't you emulate them in totality then shri krishna would lift the gordhan parbat on his little finger why don't you emulate that as well but when it would come to that then you would not talk hmm shri krishna was the one from whom the holy bhagavad gita comes do you any do you have any relationship with the bhagavad gita no about the bhagavad gita you would be silent about milk consumption you are very loud very vociferous you say no i want to drink milk those were things of his times he was born in the clan of milkmen so just as he was not wearing shirts and pants at that time similarly he was consuming milk there is nothing timeless there is nothing eternal about milk consumption it was a thing of that particular era that particular age why don't you wear the same dress that shri krishna used to wear why don't you ride the same vehicles that shri krishna used to ride why don't you say that all all cars should be abolished because shri krishna was not riding cars you have to understand that the message of the holy gita is eternal applicable yesterday applicable today and would always be useful in the future but not everything is timeless are you getting it hmm similarly people talk of jesus or prophet muhammad that they have been depicted as having meat a few things i repeat belong to times and conditions of the particular centuries and the particular places where the holy men operated hmm they would obviously speak the language of their times eat the food of their times wear the dresses of their times use the transportation of their times these are not significant things what is significant is their central message 
of understanding, realization, love and compassion. Instead of focusing on their central message of realization and compassion, we, for our own ugly self-interests, start using even the holiest of men to just give pleasure to ourselves. People will say, oh, but Jesus was a meat eater. Anything else that you remember about Jesus? But you remember this much, that he used to have meat. So that entitles me as well to have meat. And nothing else do you remember from his life, right? So don't you see that it is not out of respect for Jesus, but out of your unending greed and lack of self-control and total lack of love and compassion that you do what you do and you are unnecessarily taking the name of the great and holy man. So Guruji, it is factual whatever you said, uh, but why does most of the spiritual and religious leaders shy away from uh, spreading this message? If somebody doesn't want to speak the truth, then you know who that person is. Because if you are in the business of pandering to the masses, pleasing people, then you cannot afford to displease them, let alone offend them. A shopkeeper is surely not in the business of telling the truth. The shopkeeper's business is to sell his goods. And that's what most gurus of today are. They have to sell their goods. Hmm? Many of them have online stores as well, actually, literally. Hmm? So, when that's what you want to do, how can you afford to antagonize a big chunk of population? And you would never, never do that if you are especially looking to target the Western audience as a guru. Because the Western world is all meat-eating world. Meat-eating, but full of dollars. Meat dollars. Meaty dollars. Hmm? Very meaty dollars. And gurus love to fly abroad and collect those dollars. How will you tell the meaty dollar that meat is bad? So they will either keep mum on it, or would even indirectly support it. Someone would say, you know, meat eating is not alright, but you can have, you know, some, some, some chicken you can have, some fish you can have. What kind of uh, lowly advice is this? Shameful. So many of them actually use milk in their religious practices. And not little bit of milk, but very, very vulgar demonstration of consumption of thousands of liters of milk. 
so they'll take milk and put it in a pond and say this pond is all full of milk or they'll encourage even their followers to bring lakhs of liters of milk on some holy day and pour it over a deity and they'll say you know you there is a great pious thing happening in front of your eyes see so much milk is being poured over the deity these are not gurus at all so the question itself is misplaced when you say why are gurus not talking of uh, the meat industry why are gurus not talking of uh, they cannot just as a politician cannot talk against the people a politician can talk against another politician correct but can can a politician talk against the electorate he cannot do that all politicians abuse each other but does any of them ever raise a finger at the public they cannot do that their entire business is based on pleasing people so same with the gurus uh, so my next question is uh, say a lot of uh, social justice movements in the past uh, so take example of our uh, freedom struggle so a lot of them involved a non violent civil disobedience say satyagraha so should vegan movement should be following the footsteps of uh, uh, having more of a non non violent form of civil disobedience what exactly do you mean by that uh so like uh, i want to know your personal take on uh, what uh, non like i say what civil disobedience what do you mean by civil disobedience what do you visualize civil disobedience is uh, breaking a certain part of the law say as sim- like a very simple example can be uh, trespassing into a private property and exposing uh, an animal being cruelly killed or exposing the industry i think it's your moral and spiritual responsibility to do that and in the age of string sting operations i don't know how you can even call it illegal and if it is illegal have the resources and entire battery of lawyers to defend you fine uh so my next question is on uh, climate change uh, so we all know that uh, we have uh, been in a terrible state of climate change where we have been witnessing uh, mass extinctions uh, high temperatures floods which are being very frequent uh, but to the uh, core of it animal agriculture is industry is one of the main sources say but the population which is dependent on this particular industry is uh, a rural poor background so if we have to convince them to switch to a more greener side so how would we as a movement will be able to execute it you are talking of the supply side you are saying you want to convince the supply side to stop supplying when there still is a massive demand you will not succeed action has to be taken firstly on the demand side and only then on the supply side you see a few things need to be understood why did this entire huge spike and spike after spike in meat consumption come first after all because it became fashionable and there was a lot of propaganda around it correct people just followed 
you too will need to propagate you too will need to publicize when i say you i do not mean you as separate from me i am with you there have to be cultural steps there have to be legal steps there has to be action in the financial domain and there has to be information the meat eater must not be able to hold a place of pride in popular culture hmm? you need to have celebrities coming out and endorsing veganism at least vegetarianism you need to show the good guy in popular media in the movies as a vegan guy it is very important i'm talking of practical steps you need to have songs you need to penetrate the mind of the audience through popular culture hmm and on the harder side you have to realize that every meat eater is actually being subsidized greatly subsidized by every non meat eater this is injustice this is direct stealing of money pinching of money from the pocket of the vegetarian or the vegan to subsidize the meat eater when you eat meat when you eat chicken you are actually not paying for the environmental damage that your plate of meat has caused you are not paying for the climate change you are not paying for the biodiversity depletion you're not paying for the loss of tropical jungles green cover nothing none of that has been factored in into the price of your tandoori chicken but the cost is enormous so somebody is bearing that cost who is bearing that cost whole population whole population meaning just to help you have your chicken everybody else is paying the price so if you are paying rupees 200 or 300 for your plate of chicken its actual price should be maybe 800 or 1000 and it is gross injustice that the thing is being offered to you as a subsidy so there has to be taxation there has to be clear commensurate just taxation
टू थिंग्स आई टॉक्ट ऑफ कल्चर एंड फिजिकल मेजर्स देन देर हैज टू बी एजुकेशन पीपल हैव टू नो पीपल हैव टू नो वॉट मिल्क इज पीपल हैव टू नो वॉट मीट इज पीपल हैव टू नो द एंटायर साइकिल people talk so much about the right to information and everybody is so curious these days people want to gossip people want to say no we want to know everything first of all don't you want to know what is going into your body first of all don't you want to know what is going into your body so that that has to be made known thirdly it has to be made known that agriculture as such is not the absolutely holy profession it is made out to be very very people know very very few people know that probably around 2/3 of all agriculture rather 3/4 of all agriculture is just to support meat eating now you'll wonder what am i saying you'll wonder right people think of farmers as some kind of pursuers of a most noble profession they say you know you should be a farmer hmm especially in india everybody is talking about poor farmers and this and that everybody is talking of upholding farming and i support that any person who is in need needs to be supported but the field of farming the entire industry of farming the entire sector of agriculture it has to be seen in perspective we must know the facts truth has to be exposed out of every 4 kilograms of grain that comes out from the farmer's field 3 kilograms goes towards feeding animals so that they can be slaughtered and the meat eaters can have their meat that's the reality of agriculture on one hand we talk so much about preserving forests and if forests go then the habitat of so many species just disappears you need not physically eliminate those species you just need to cut the forests down and those species are gone now why are the forests disappearing at such a huge rate do you know even as we are talking how many acres of forest has been cleared off in the last 1 hour itself can you even imagine now go find out you will be startled even as we are discussing this at an unimaginable pace trees are being felled unimaginable pace why are those trees being felled so that there can be more agriculture that agriculture goes towards feeding the ever increasing population because we cannot live without kids further we cannot live without our chicken wings and chicken burgers and mutton this and beef that we do not even know that to get 1 kg of chicken or mutton or beef 
you require probably 20, 30 or 40 kilograms of grains. So most of the grains that is being raised in the farmer's fields is for the purposes of meat. That is something people must know. Hmm? You cannot just blindly keep on talking of agriculture as something so holy and pious and natural. Are you getting it? Then the kids, the kids, the kids, reach out to them. It has to be a holy war. You have to, pardon me my language, invade schools. It's a battle for the mind. Hmm? The kid must grow up knowing fully well that it's monstrous to kill an animal to eat it. Are you getting it? And that would require a change in the entire value system of the kid. Veganism cannot succeed if you just keep talking of animals. You keep saying, oh, it is bad to look at animals as a commodity, it is bad to exploit animals. If man is exploiting man, why will man refrain from exploiting animals? So veganism has to be holistic, comprehensive. You may not like it to hear it this way, but veganism has to be basically a spiritual movement. Veganism has to be a movement of compassion. And when compassion comes, you will not be compassionate towards merely the animals. When compassion rises in you, then you will be compassionate towards everything, everybody and yourself. First of all, you will cease to be cruel towards yourself, which most people are. So veganism needs to broaden its scope. You say, oh, it's bad to treat animals that way, this way. One should not use leather. But what if somebody has been conditioned to draw pleasure from tormenting the other? And there are many such people. There are cuisines around the world where animals are eaten alive. You like to have an octopus, a living octopus on your plate and then you take the octopus and you take it in. There are people. You have to address the entire value system. You have to ask man, who are you? What is it that you want? And how will you get it? By slaughtering somebody else. And what if it is proven that that which you really want is being hindered, impeded, obstructed by your food habits? And your food habits are not merely your food habits. Your food habit is your life habit. The way you eat is the way you live. If you are horrible with your food, then surely your life too is horrible. This has to be drawn home. Hmm? So, a lot of work needs to be done. For veganism to succeed, you would actually require a new man. Hmm? It's a big battle and it's worth fighting. It's worth fighting. Guruji, uh, next question is, uh, we are organizing an animal rights match. 
so coming uh, weekend uh, on 10th of November so as i just wanted to ask you like why should the masses so whether vegan or not why should they join in this movement so you have any word for them we have already spoken enough of that i mean if you are not uh, joining the vegan movement i don't know how you are eligible to call yourself educated i don't know how you are eligible to call yourself even human yeah uh so guruji that's all with my questions street activism is wonderful my advice is do not forget that you have to be educators first it is a battle for man's mind not to capture it but to cleanse it Hmm? it is not just the future of planet the future of entire mankind depends on the success of this vegan movement if veganism fails man is gone but unfortunately man will be the last to go before man goes he would have put everything else in the graveyard or reduced everything else to ashes having presided over the entire <sighs> demolition having cremated everybody else he will be the last to depart and probably pretty soon so hmm? so let's work